0: I have just started recording this episode and realized that the Lift Bridge history and the William A. Urban stuff basically is getting a long episode. We I mean, talk a lot. Was.
1: There's a, you can't really cut down on history though. Like no.
0: you really gotta give all the details or do stuff out. And some of those details are important. So <laughs> we are going to actually make this a two part episode. So in the first part, we're going to be discussing the history of canal park a little bit mostly as it pertains to the aerial lift bridge and the william a urban and then we're gonna do part two and you should definitely stay tuned for part two because one of the funniest things that's ever happened in our podcast history happens in Nope, don't say it. Don't give it away. (laughs) They gotta listen to it to find out what happened to you. Almost
1: (laughs) happened again this morning.
0: That's hilarious. No, it's not. not. I think it is. I think I've been jinxed by you now. Probably. So, stay tuned. This is part one, a little bit of history of Canal Park. And stay tuned for part two, where we walk around and tell you about the current situation in Canal Park and what you can do there on your next trip to Duluth. So welcome back to another episode of Exploring the North Shore. If we sound a little bit echoey, it is because we are recording this episode in the beautiful Suites Hotel at the private townhome called Captain's Canal Park, located in Canal Park, Duluth. Um, Again, that's a rental through Cascade Vacation Rentals. We do this sometimes. It's a nice way for us to get into a quiet place in order to record our podcast episodes. So we picked this spot so we can kind of introduce you to the episode, walk you through it, and then we're going to head out and we are going to spend a day in Do Canal you know Park. How hard it is to concentrate, the there's so much going on. Stop <laughs> looking out the window. So I'm Jay. And I'm Martha. And this is Exploring the North Shore. <laughs> so we have to do some we have to do some housekeeping a little bit here because and and if you don't want to hear all the covid stuff which if you have covid fatigue I totally understand go ahead and skip ahead probably like 5 minutes. I'll put like a minute long music intro in there so you can just skip ahead until you get there if you don't want to hear this part. But we are recording this at 12:20 p.m. on Friday, May 14th. And on this day, Governor Waltz lifted the mask mandate which was a huge surprise. That was, I mean, it was announced, I think last night at 7
1: p.m.? You texted me? No, my mom texted me and I was like, really? And then you texted me and I was like, "Yeah, my mom just told me and I I was in complete disbelief." But
0: so there while there is no mask mandate, I think it would be intelligent of us to point out that several businesses have been discussing it and they are still planning to require masks. And I'm talking about Gramercy cuz we're we're familiar mostly with Gramercy. So so there may be still a time where if you come up, they will require it to go into certain stores. So still bring it with you. Things aren't over yet you know, they're getting better. Things are returning to normal slowly and surely. And eventually we will be back to, and I'm using air quotes because I don't know what normal will look like. Yeah. yeah. But it's, (laughs) what is normal? What is normal? What is normal? normal? Um, It's it's probably going to be the new normal, which is some things will have changed for the better. Some things will be different. Maybe it's something you'll be uncomfortable with, but other things will be a different way. Like, I don't know. Maybe joints will have two entrances, an entrance and an exit now forever. Who knows? But I do like that part of it. Me too. Traffic. Traffic flow.
1: I also, the tavern does that too.
0: Still plan ahead. You still want to be like Barb. You still
1: want to be like
0: Barb. Things are not 100% back to normal. And what we learned from last summer (sighs) was that when people can't go anywhere else, they tend to come here, yes, our tourism numbers were up last year, which we, I don't think anybody expected that, but that is what happened. Mm-hmm. So it's still harder to get a place to stay. If you are planning a summertime trip, you should book your stay now, yeah. or very, 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 very soon, because mm-hmm. you're not going to be able to find lodging. If you decide to come up on Monday, or if like on Monday, you decide, I'm gonna go up to Grand Marie on Friday, I don't think you're going to be able to find lodging. Maybe a campsite, but even those were very, very, very hard to come by. Even yeah. BWCA permits—they were are, fast. Oh my gosh, insane! Even more so than last year. And I thought last year was crazy. Um, if, if you are planning a last minute trip, probably want to plan don't. it somewhere else. <laughs> if you're planning a last minute trip, don't. don't. We want you to come up here. We want you to come and enjoy the North Shore, but the North Shore is going to be crazy. Busy, busy. It's already busy.
1: I went hammocking for the first time the other day, and we usually go, what? Is that the hospital? Oh, you know what? That's probably what it is, because my brother does security, and he always has pictures, like, super high up because he has to, like, patrol in the construction area. That's probably what that is.
0: Okay, in case you're wondering why we have totally been taken over by our ADHD, uh, it's because we're in Duluth. And when you come from Grand Marais, where we've mostly been still kind of hunkered down and not really going anywhere, yeah. to come into a city, it's it, it takes a moment to be like, oh, that's right. I, oh, can't, I can't act my normal self. Everything
1: is always changing every time I come here to like visit my mom or something. <laughs> like, There's a new building. You go to the
0: mall, there's like a whole whole hotel. We need, hold on, we're gonna switch sides because you need to be able to look out this window so you're not looking over your (laughs) shoulder as you're talking, switch. (laughs) <laughs> this is how I
1: have to be at the bar. Okay. So I
0: always have to sit back and watch everything. So now Martha is facing the window. She can watch as stuff is happening. And yeah, when she's yeah. talking, she won't be looking over her shoulder. So hopefully you yeah, can I think, hear her. I think that is the hospital. Because it's next to the Sheridan. And the Sheridan's yeah. next to the hospital. Mm-hmm. So we are in Duluth for the first time in quite a while. You said probably since Christmas? Yeah, probably. Yeah, first snow. I came down this way for work in March. So it's been, you know, it hasn't been as long, but it's yeah. been a couple of months and already there's this massive building going up along the highway that we've never seen Wasn't before. So before. we're very distracted by this. <laughs> I mean, it's massive. And I think it's part of the essential um, St. Mary's because it's right next door to the Sheridan, if you're familiar with Duluth. But that's not what we're talking about today. Today's topic <laughs> Well, first of all, now that we've done with our housekeeping, so yeah, mask mandate, done. It's just done all of a sudden. We were not expecting it. We were expecting July 1st. We were preparing for July 1st. Mm -hmm. I literally did a blog post yesterday that is now outdated today, and that's kind of been the way of COVID. That's true. I didn't even think about that. (laughs) Oops. I got to update that, but uh, things are going back to normal, but I would still expect The summer of 2021 to be different, to be um, something you need to prepare for. Always have a mask with you because some places are still going to require it. On the Exploring the North Shore website, kind of hilariously, just yesterday I went through and I deleted in the restaurant section. I was... Um, I, or I didn't delete it, but I had highlighted if there was indoor dining available, since that was like unusual. Yeah, everything's reopened. You can go into except for Java Moose. That's the only one I can think of where they still don't have indoor seating. I think that's I think the only I've been one. There like twice. So Java Moose, they still only have it outdoor seating, and then you just order at the counter and you take your coffee to go. Everybody else, every restaurant in town is open. You can go in. You can sit down. They had capacity limits. I believe the capacity limits are expiring on May 28th still. Some honking horns outside. Um, but I don't know if happening. you can. We are on like the third story of the Suites Hotel. So that had to have been pretty loud for us <laughs> to hear it. Uh, but yeah, the, I mean, just prepare ahead. And now I'm going to play that minute long music thing that I said I was going to do for people who didn't want to hear this part. So go ahead and skip ahead a minute. I'm going to make it exactly 60 seconds. So go ahead and skip ahead. So unless you really like this repetitive music I'm about to play. (laughs)
1: For 60 seconds
0: This is music Alright we are back and now we are On to the topic of the day That um, maybe we're A little premature on it I don't know yet we're gonna find out We did a little bit of research this morning (laughs) When our original plans for the day changed And we said let's go to Duluth And give you guys a Duluth centric podcast episode Because I don't really think we've Had one no no joe and i started with in brighton beach and i think that's all the further in duluth we've ever gone but duluth is part of the north shore this is a the biggest city on the north shore uh the only city really on the north shore so we want to tell you more about duluth so we're going to (coughs) be bringing you some very fun very cool duluth features uh in the next year and we're going to start with a day in canal park And this is kind of your episode, Martha. (laughs) And why, Martha, why is this your episode?
1: Because I grew up here.
0: Not only did you grow up in Duluth, but you lived here. Not here in the suites, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, God. How did I space on that? Um,
1: (laughs) Yes, we lived, uh, we had a house fire when I was a sophomore in high school, And our insurance ended up putting us up at the Inn on Lake Superior where we lived for about two months. So like
0: this was my home for two months. This was Martha's neighborhood, like literally your neighborhood. This is where you lived right across the street from where we are at this moment in Canal Park. So you Mm -hmm. are maybe not so much now because you were a sophomore a while ago. Yes. Not that long ago. And a lot of stuff changes
1: all the time like stores I went to as a kid when we you know it was the cool thing to go hang
0: out in canal park with your friends some of those shops like aren't even here anymore no they've closed down and then when we were doing the research this morning we decided hey let's go to canal park for the day that'll be super fun we discovered a lot of things are still closed not maybe necessarily due to covid they some of them seem to have been seasonal to begin with maybe they haven't reopened yet But then a lot of COVID closures still. Uh, One of those being the Maritime Museum, which we're going to talk about. But we're not really going to go there because we can't. Is that free? It is free. Okay. I was going to say, I've been in that place like five or six times. It's just where you, like if you, well, me anyway, this is what I did. Whenever I have somebody coming in from out of town and we end up here, Mm -hmm. we just go and go to the museum first because inside the museum they have a ship watch like on a screen and will tell you what time ships are going to be coming through and it will tell you i believe it tells you if the bridge is going to go all the way up or only halfway up
1: there is a website for that too
0: yeah but that's not nearly as much fun and also remember i'm old so i was showing people (laughs) the lift bridge before the internet became commonplace in people's households see
1: i worked at the beach so being bridged was not an excuse so you you had to know the bridge goes up every bottom and top of the hour that's when people can like come through and then they have the schedule for like
0: when the big ships are coming in so they we should talk about what bridge we're talking about. I feel like that's obvious, but we also have to remember. Yes. Maybe somebody hasn't been here yet. Being bridge. Nobody knows what that means. And I say that and I forget that. You're oh. such an expert that you don't even realize. You're,
1: you probably are just not from Duluth or have never been there. But when I say bridge, we mean the aerial lift bridge. And I have once been bridged for two hours. Very much gonna like swim through the canal because I was, it was a long day at the beach. I just wanted to go home and we got
0: stuck by two Lakers. So the aerial lift bridge, I'm gonna give you a little bit of history because I find the aerial lift bridge to be really fascinating. Um, That is not the original bridge that was there. The aerial lift bridge is probably the most visible part of Canal Park. If you're driving down the hill into Duluth. I mean, when I think of Canal Park, The first thing I think of is the bridge. And that's kind of why it's here, because the canal is the canal that leads from Lake Superior to the port. So Duluth, a little bit of history on it. It got its first transporter bridge in 1905. Then the aerial lift bridge was just a ferry bridge. And it was basically a ferry that you could load cars and people onto, and then it would ferry you across yep. and then you would unload your cars and your people but even before then it was a swinging bridge did you know that what do you mean swinging bridge? because when i
1: think of a swinging bridge i think of
0: like,
1: like the bridge at jay cook yeah that
0: is the swinging bridge that's what you want to be thinking of where so, you can literally shake that thing <laughs> so first of all why is there a bridge There's a bridge because there's a neighborhood on the other side of it called Park Park Point. Point. And you know a lot about Park Point. We will be doing more about Park Point very soon. I'm going to have more me-centric episodes. Yep. And the (laughs) the canal is actually an artificial canal. And it was dug in 1871 in order to give access from Lake Superior to the ports of Duluth. During the summer months, then, the ferry would provide residents with the connections they needed to get basically on and off the island, which is Park Point. Then, a swinging footbridge was installed because the, the ferry could only run in the summer. Mm-hmm. In the winter months, you were essentially trapped out there unless you could walk across the ice, which was dangerous and I can imagine scary. Yeah, that just clicked in my head.
1: You said walk across. And I was like, well, "How are they gonna do that?" And then he said, "The ice." And I'm like,
0: uh, "Uh, I'm sorry. If that's the case, I don't want to live over there." Those people were um, socially isolating since 1871. <laughs> they had it down. They started it. Then, yeah, they did install a swinging footbridge. Like, was it only in the winter? That—that's basically like... what they used in the winter. And the reason they only used it, well, they—I mean, you could, I imagine, use it year-round. The problem is you didn't want to use it year-round because the residents of Park Point came together and said, this is rickety, it's unsafe, it's terrifying. Now we know winters in Minnesota. Can you imagine walking across that thing in the middle of winter during like 30 mile per hour wind gusts? It was a swinging bridge like the one at Jaycook. No. Yeah, no. 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 Hell no. The Minnesotan when yeah no means no. No, no. Duluth in 1872. Now now twenty years what people at fuck? Park Point were dealing with either being stuck out there. I mean, I'm sure some people maybe only lived out there seasonally and they came back and had a, like a winter place and they came back on the summer, or they lived out there and they attempted to cross this rickety, unsafe footbridge. Uh, I couldn't find any record of anybody actually dying Dying, or any major incidences being connected to it. Other than the fact that I can imagine that it was terrifying. Uh, It was windy in the winter and it was cold. Well, yeah. It's
1: so windy and so bad sometimes. That's how the lake walk gets damaged all the time. Because the waves from the wind get so big and they wash up. How did they not get like washed off the bridge? (laughs) The bridge is high up. Oh my god, my mind is Which going is so scarier. many places.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's okay. scary, right? I would never. Can you imagine trying? Because you worked even in the summertime trying to cross a bridge over the canal. No, it had to have been pretty high in order for ships to get in and out. So that bridge had to have been pretty high up. I couldn't find any pictures. The only thing I, you know i could find accounts of the bridge and yeah. why and mostly accounts of the footbridge were associated with why they decided to build the aerial lift bridge mm-hmm. that's it so it's this weird mention that got my brain going really, really fast. So if anybody knows of any place where we can get more information on that, I would absolutely love to see. Yeah, pictures. I want to see a
1: picture of this.
0: Insane. I in my head, all I can
1: imagine is like a tightrope, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like super high up, you're just trying
0: to get across. Everybody has those like tightrope oh god wand things. Yeah. <laughs> um. 1892 the city of Duluth held a contest to design a bridge that would connect the residents of Park Point to the rest of Duluth. And a man named John Lowe Waddell, and I I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, it's W-A-D-D-E-L-L, he won the contest with his design for a high-rise vertical lift bridge. But then uh, the War Department did not approve the project and it was just scrapped by the city. So the people of Park Point are still like, Dude, what do we do? Dude, like hello, we're still here. Yeah. We're still part hey. of you. Please please include us. So instead in 1905, they went with a bridge that was designed by architect Thomas McGillivray. That's M C G I L L I V R A Y McGillivray, pretty sure. McGillivray, yeah, whatever. <laughs> so this one was a raised gondola that moved along the bridge and that might be like the I think some of the That's first the one people
1: could ride on right yeah, yeah it was it this...
0: was yeah and it was connected above yeah like it ca- it kind of looks like an upside down hammer like it yeah came down and then you got inside the hammer part yeah and it just moved you back and forth yeah. and when a, bri- when a ship was coming through it would just stay on one side or the other and then it would move you back I so don't like that either. Yeah, it still sounds terrifying. <laughs> um, the raised gondola moved along the bridge and it could hold up to 350 people as well as wagons and automobiles because again, this is 1905. And I mentioned earlier, and I, I didn't even catch myself on this until just right now, when I said about the original ferry moving cars and people, it was before cars were invented. So I'm not going to take that out because it's kind of funny to me now <laughs> that my <laughs> modern brain Assumed that ferry moved vehicles, it was probably moving like carriages and horses and people. Yeah. Yep. Which no, is yeah, even I've more seen, insane. I've seen, uh pictures. Crazy. So the gondola, again, at this point you could put wagons and they did have some automobiles on there. 350 people. Street cars. And guess how long it took to get from Canal Park to Park Point on the new lift bridge. New lift bridge. Uh, vertical i'm gonna say gondola.
1: 10 minutes one minute
0: uh, so not that bad it actually yeah. did move pretty fast oh that's kind of it takes about that long to drive i'm across. thinking about the space
1: well it depends on the traffic yeah
0: but the bridge was pretty efficient and it would cross the canal every five minutes it worked and it met the needs of the people at canal park they were like yay and not canal park but um park point um, people at park point were like finally we're being included but then something happened that made it no longer efficient, which was, yeah, automobiles. Oh. Yeah. After a while, so they're yeah, like- I was gonna
1: say that, cause then I, I, I read the whole the article and it was like, it, there was more demand and that just wasn't yeah. fitting the demand anymore.
0: People quickly went to automobiles being owned by the I wonder if that's elite. when the, the
1: theme, the amusement park was down there. Oh, interesting. I'm trying to think of the
0: dates. I, I wrote that article. I should. We'll have know. to. Yeah, we'll look all of this up. But by the 1920s, more you know, automobiles went from something only rich elite people had. And it turned into something everyday people could have. It was kind of like, it reminds mm-hmm. me a lot of computers from when I was a kid, mm-hmm. where you might have one friend who has a computer in their house, and then yeah. all of a sudden you had two friends, and then you had three friends, and then everybody had a See, computers. for me, that's cell phones. Yes. <laughs> this is how we're <laughs> we went different. from
1: all four siblings having one cell phone to like, then there were two and then we all had our own phones and you went from like the flip phone to like not even the flip just like the Smart. like the Nokia the, yeah.
0: oh and then now God, everybody like the in Razer, like, was super big like oh it's totally God. normal for kids to have cell phones yep. now and it's the same way like automobiles just became mainstream and then life had to adjust to it so in 1929 they were like oh we got to plan ahead and they started building the modern day lift bridge, which was based on the original design. design which is um, yeah, of John Lowe Waddell. So
1: he's rolling in his grave. Like,
0: I that, do so. Yeah, right. I would have been so mad. Like, his family. The design was now owned by a descendant of him. Mm -hmm. And they were like, hey, remember this contest you guys had back in like the late 1800s? I still have the designs. Do you want them? And they're like, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. And then I don't know if we just... I'm guessing the War Department scrapped it originally because it used up too much metal. And at the time, all the metal was being allocated to wartime efforts. Mm -hmm. Um, 1892 and then 1929... Um, there was still wars happening, so I don't really know. Maybe we just had more metal or they just really needed to do something. And they realized they had to do it fast because in 1930, the bridge was completed. That is the very, very bridge you will see today. That bridge functioned completely flawlessly until, do you remember what year? No. It was 2019, so very recently, when a winter storm swept through Duluth, that winter storm, the storm that left, P- that was so bad, the snow plows failed in town. And that, you know this, we came down to Duluth to do the, um, we did Bentleyville and we did the sauna, like right after all that happened. And we went to go see your dad and your stepmom And they had just been plowed out of their neighborhood.
1: I Oh my god, yeah, the snow was crazy. And it was like they got crazy amounts of snow at their house. And then you go like a few blocks and there'd be like nothing. And it was like, How? What in the world? But like, yeah,
0: they were buried. How did I forget that? Because that was in December of twenty nineteen, and we all know what then happened. The next a couple months later in 2020, yes. we kind of forget about these things, but that was one of the worst snowstorms that, that Duluth seems so has ever far had. Away. A severe winter storm uh, brought nearly two feet of snow and ice, and because of the weight of the ice, the bridge was stuck and inoperable for the very first time since it was opened in 1930. Luckily, for the people at Park Point, it did get stuck in the down position. Um, unluckily <laughs> That's good ships then got stuck in the port yeah. as well as out on the lake and for two days people were out there manually chipping off the ice that's in hilarious. order to relieve the weight and get the gears going again so that it could function so that's it in, since 1930 until 2021 the bridge has been fully operational except for two days in 2019 and i feel like that should have been our sign like, it's about to get worse. Oh from my here. God. This is the start. We were so <laughs> blind. We just thought it was interesting. The bridge was
1: telling us something's
0: coming. The bridge was telling us it was a warning. <laughs> it was a warning. I feel it in my bones. Seriously, though, we'll stop talking about COVID as much as we can through the rest of this episode. I get it. it the, the other interesting thing about the Live Bridge was that it's operated 24 7, and there's only five people. Who have you ever been the... yelled at the guy before? No. <laughs> what were you getting yelled at him for? You know, when the, they start to do,
1: I wasn't the one who got yelled at, but like you can hear him talk on there. Or have you seen the video? <laughs> People think when the, the bridge starts to like ding and like the lights go on, you know, it's going up that you have to like run across. And I, I think it was on Facebook. Somebody was videoing this girl like screaming and just running across. And the guy's <laughs> like, you don't have to run.
0: <laughs> that would Hilarious. be kind of well i mean so the the operator is in a little room if yep. you drive over the bridge you drive under him mm-hmm. or her I, i'm just i actually think they're all men there might be some women i don't know anymore i i actually did when this happened what i'm about to talk about i did pay attention to who they were because i'm like that is such an interesting job because it's a 24 hour a day mm-hmm. seven day a week 365 days a year although do they not lift it when shipping isn't happening? Because the harbor does, the port freezes. So there has to be- still
1: go through in the winter. Do they? Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, that shows what I know. Not from Duluth, hashtag. Oh God. In both 2016 and then again in 2018, and I quote, once in a lifetime, which is in quotes because it was twice, uh, the opportunity became available from the city of Duluth to become an aerial lift bridge operator so it does sound like this came about because some of the other long-term operators who had yep. done it for 30 40 years mm-hmm. were retiring and of course since they they i think they kind of go in the sport they hired people in 1930 they probably hired more people in like 1970 yeah and then you know 2010 2000 well, 2016 2018 those people decided to retire and they got out couple new people in there Mm -hmm. you could have become an operator of the aerial lift bridge and it sounds like it's the sort of job that you take and then you keep for the rest (laughs) of your life it's a life
1: you're a lifer it's gotta be a pretty cool
0: job I mean I don't know what they do it would be super cool maybe we'll do this we didn't really plan this episode ahead because we had something else planned and then the original plans had to be waysided for various reasons. And so we're doing this one today instead uh maybe i'll get in touch with the city of duluth and see if we can interview an operator i don't know if you're allowed to go in there there are laws and rules and regulations that maybe we can't go into the actual operator thing but we can talk to an operator and be like what is a that day in your life awesome. like so if you're listening to this and you are or you know one of the five operators of the duluth area lift bridge let us know let us know we want to talk to you <laughs> that would be super cool so yeah, you you can't miss this lift bridge. Yes. It's massive. As you're coming down the hill into Duluth, you just see. This... I mean, even
1: when I think of Duluth, yeah, that's the thing. Canal scene you think Park
0: of. and the bridge, like bridge. that's the first thing I think about. It's iconic. Everybody has seen it. Uh, yeah, a very even cool... like
1: driving into Duluth yeah. from the from cities. Thompson Hill. Yeah, that's that's the view right there. You see you see all of Canal and you see the bridge and you're like, I'm home. This is it. If you lived here.
0: Yeah. I still kind of felt that (laughs) way because I'd be on like long road trips when I lived in California and Arizona and Mm -hmm. I'd drive here. Yeah. You see the lift bridge and it's just like this, ah, okay, we're very close. Yes. And a great place to view it. If you ever see those views where it looks like it's really high up. Now there are people who drone near it. So there are drone shots of it, which are really cool. Um, But if you ever see kind of like it's looking down, the lift bridge is on the right and you're looking down from above, most of that is being seen from the Thompson Hill Information Center and rest area, which is located 8525 West Skyline Parkway. So if you're coming into Duluth, uh, there's an exit you take. Like on the, if you're coming into Duluth from the city's side, on the right-hand side, you'll see like a holiday. And I think there's a McDonald's there. And on the left-hand side, there's another gas station that just got renovated not too long ago. That's really nice. Yep. And there's take, like a hotel on the yeah, side too. Yeah, yep. Take that exit, turn left. You're going to go until you get to the, like, kind of road that runs alongside the highway. Turn right on that. You can see the bridge from really high up. It's really pretty. That's where a lot of photographers go to get pictures. Another
1: good spot is Anger Tower. Oh. You get a really good view of that, and it's even closer.
0: We will do Anger Tower another day, but, yeah, that's another great spot to go. If you want to see it close up, you can. You can literally walk steps from it you can drive over it you cannot be on it when it goes up and down I really wanted as a kid that's what I really wanted to do my mom's like you can't do it do you know they have done that though really Yes. I bet you you know what I think I remember that and I think they had a stop pretty sure somebody died yeah that's usually what (laughs) happens. it's not funny I'm not laughing about that don't yeah or they got really hurt or something. Yeah, but you Something can't, not good
1: happened, and so you just can't do
0: it anymore. They clear the bridge, and then they raise it. And when you get bridged, what that means, as Martha has said, is you get stuck on stuck. one side or the other. And with Lakers, the big, huge ships,
1: they have to put the bridge up and just to prepare in case anything goes wrong so the ship has enough time to stop. The ship could be way, you could not even see it from where
0: you are and they just oh
1: it takes so
0: So long long. but if you're visiting up here that is such a cool thing to see it is it is so go to the maritime museum or go online if you want to be boring about it you can go to the canal park website you can go into the maritime museum and you can find the schedule and find out when it's going to be lifted up well if you want to see a laker do the
1: schedule but the bridge does go up at the top of the hour and bottom of the hour every hour for to like let, sailboats yeah. and like regular because
0: there is a people. marina in here it's near actually where we are right now right alongside the william a Irvin, which is back i haven't talked about that in a while but yeah the william a Irvin is back if you want to go underneath the boat or underneath the bridge on a boat yourself you can there's yes. the vista fleet
1: Vista Star, Vista the Vista
0: King, the Vista yeah. Queen, the Vista. I think that's it. Yeah, I probably there's only four. So you can book a a daytime tour. You can. I think they have. I don't. I don't know what they're offering right now.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. But go on the Vista Fleet website. Book yourself a stay or a, a trip on the the Vista Fleet, and you can go under the bridge.
1: I don't know if they still do this at my high school, but you do the senior cruise. Oh, fun. Yeah, you just hang out and dance, and
0: we didn't do that in my high school. So that is the super boring. That's super boring. I find interesting. it interesting. I love Park Point Canal Park history, but that's only the tip of the iceberg. Yes. There is so much more that you can do. People come down here for. The aerial lift bridge, I think, and they end up staying because there is so much to do. Yes. Uh, there's restaurants. There are there's the adventure zone. We are not including the adventure zone on our day today because I want to come back and do the adventure zone when we can do it without having to worry about laser certain tag. regulations. So we're gonna wait on that one. But there will be an entire episode where we come and do stuff where we act
1: like children, where we yeah. act
0: like children, and I beat Martha in laser tag. Any kind of food you can think of. We are literally sitting above, above three stories lobster. above
1: Red Lobster. I think it's hilarious. I've never eaten at Red Lobster.
0: What? But Dito,
1: I don't know if she listens to this. This is my sister. She worked there and she brought me my first cheddar biscuits. And oh, the cheddar so biscuits good. are so good. <laughs> She's like, she just brought them home for me. It was so yummy.
0: Now that you've said you've never eaten at Red Lobster, it kind of makes me want to change our plans for a meal today. But we aren't going to because there's red lobsters everywhere you can probably go to red lobster in your city we're going to go to a couple we're going to have lunch at a place that you cannot have lunch at anywhere else because i don't think it's a chain i could be wrong we'll google it and i'll take this part out if i have to um (laughs) but we're going to go get some sushi at cloud nine
1: yeah we
0: are not going to do our original plan which was to walk around the maritime museum and kind of talk about it as we're walking around because it's closed but the maritime museum does have some really interesting things that's you can why walk I've been around like
1: six times because it's still interesting to this day.
0: Yep. So this summer, I don't know. They haven't announced what their reopening is. They are talking about how there will be rangers stationed sitting, like not park rangers like or the, the maritime museum rangers. I don't really know what they do. I don't know what their job is. It was just on their website. <laughs> They're going to be sitting out there, um, either five days a week or seven days a week. I. I the information on there was very confusing I think I was just I think it was too early in the
1: morning and I hadn't had my coffee no the way you read it I sat there and was like but they just said only Thursday through that day how is it seven days a week
0: I think what they meant to say was starting May 17th it'll be seven days a week but they didn't have the word starting in there they just had May 17th seven days a week or something I I remember it was very confused but again Mm -hmm. it was it was like eight o'clock in the morning and I was tired um So we are not going to go to the Maritime Museum, but I do recommend it. It's free. It's a free attraction. You can't beat free. Uh, There's a lot of things you can do around here that's free. Another really cool thing to go see that we will go and do is the mini lift bridge. The the, the blue one. Yeah. Yeah. So I can't
1: believe they got the... The ship through there.
0: That's another super interesting story that I'm going to touch on really quick because we're not going to go do it, but it's another one of our top five recommended things you should do in Canal Park, which is go and visit the William A. Urban, especially yes. since it's back in October too. Are they going to do it again? I don't know if they're going to do it this year. I don't think they've said. Again, it's all these things we don't know whether or not they're going to happen the this year. Ship. The my dad. Oh, I'm going to shout out to
1: my dad. I don't know if he listens yet, but if he does... My dad had this running joke. I did not do haunted ships. I didn't do anything you walk through that's scary. No, thank you. So my dad always had a joke. He'd come up to me and he'd be like, okay, you got two choices, haunted ship or haunted ship. And he'd just walk away. And I'm like, dad, I don't want to go.
0: But you did it, right? Eventually, yes. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And now I love that stuff. So the William A. Irvin is a iron ore ship that has been retired and is now sitting in canal park and it just it's in this very narrow tight canal an interesting story connected with canal park so this was pretty big news this is a story from 2018 william a Irvin is a 600 foot freighter so or 611 foot freighter so it's not a thousand footer but it's still a pretty sizable boat and it sailed on the Great Lakes starting in 1938. So she made her maiden voyage out of Lorraine, Ohio, which is interesting to think about. It's like Duluth's ship, and it wasn't even born here. Until <laughs> it 1978. Wasn't even born wasn't here. Even born here. <laughs> but we still claim her because she's ours. Um, 1978, she retired and she spent eight years in West Duluth in the shipyard. Which when I read that, I was surprised. That just sat there for eight. Freaking yeah, years. in
1: West Duluth.
0: And then she was purchased by the deck. Uh, the deck, of course, being the deck auditorium where a lot of events happen and a lot of things are always happening. It's a pretty big place. And they brought her into the Duluth Harbor to use her as a floating museum. And for 30 years, she sat there and didn't move. But um, there were some industrial contaminated sediments, uh, normal wear and tear on the hull and other things that prompted the city of Duluth to make the decision to move the William A. Irvin out of her spot that she'd been sitting in for 30 years and do some work at the Fraser Shipyard in Superior, Wisconsin. So she didn't go far. Do you know how taken back <laughs> I
1: was when I came home and it wasn't there? It's like you don't think about it and then all sudden you're like, what's weird? oh my god yeah like what's missing what's gone and i like it clicked in my head and i was like where did it go where's the ship because it doesn't move it's not it's been there it's been there my entire life all of my life it's been there it's
0: never not been there and it's not an operational ship it cannot function on its own it actually had to be towed out and since being put in there in 1978 Canal Park in Duluth has sort of built up around it and the space it was in became smaller and smaller and smaller. Like I said, it's a harbor. There are other boats out there too, right alongside of it. Uh, that bridge, that footbridge that I talked about that we're going to go check out that is there solely so that those sailboats can go in and out. It was never meant for the William A. Irvin to pass through. So there are, it's like six to seven inches of space. That's that footbridge that goes up and the Irvin. There was only seven inches at most. They said between six and seven inches of space that that thing had to squeeze through. Now think about that. You are a tugboat operator and you are pulling this massive floating museum that is beloved by all the people of Duluth out of that space. such an
1: odd love. It's, it's, it it's is you say that and i'm like no that's
0: not true but like no, you love how it. my heart felt when it wasn't there <laughs> so they had to do it between basically they had from september 1st to september 30th they had to do it by october 1st in order to get it out and do the work on it that's the bridge oh is the bridge going up
1: it must be i just ah, heard the
0: we heard the sound yay well, maybe we'll catch it. My bridge senses are tingling. <laughs> <laughs> I happen to know. So they moved in 2018. It did not make it back for a year. So it wasn't brought back until later in 2019. So they didn't have the haunted ship in 2018 or 2019. But I mean, get it back to moving it really quick. It, it was just they had to wait for the right conditions. It had to be super calm, mm-hmm. the waters had to be calm the guy pulling the tugboat i can only imagine the amount of stress that guy was just experiencing it was this big deal six inches if a random wind suddenly came through and blew it even the littlest tiniest bit it would have damaged the ship or damaged the canal or damaged the bridge who knows but they moved it out there's an awesome time lapse that you can watch check it out pretty cool so the company that moved it was called ren ironworks llc and they 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 did it but for a year the urban was gone then it came back and it wasn't quite ready to be a haunted ship yet then 2020 happened and it wasn't able to be a haunted ship and now in 2021 i don't know if it's going to be a haunted ship so it's been at least three years, possibly four since anybody's been on that ship when it's been haunted. Yes. I mean they're doing tours. tours. Yes. So there's two different like I said, there's two different kinds of ship. There's the normal William A. Irvin tours that you can take. Uh they're regularly offered. You walk through the ship, they tell you about the ship. It's pretty cool. I've never actually done a non-haunted tour. Maybe we'll do that for another episode. I don't know why I did. Probably school. No. Really? I wasn't there with school. Huh. I would think schools would do it because it's part of you know history. What? Maybe it was school. <laughs> <laughs> or camp, camp maybe. Maybe camp. Oh, it could have been camp. I have a feeling it might have been a camp. So I'm during sure. the regular So during the regular year, it's a regular ship that you can tour. It's a floating museum. And October first through like October thirty first, maybe even November first, it becomes the haunted ship that is taken over. Who then stages elaborate decor and costumes. And the last one I went to, I was pregnant, which I don't think you're supposed to do that. And it was the, it was based on phobias. It was like the phobia ship. So they had claustrophobia and they had you walking through this maze that Felt like it was getting narrower and narrower and narrower. And it was like you were, it was pitch black and you'd hit a wall and you'd have to find your way around the next curve. Mm -hmm. I eventually figured out, actually somebody whispered in my ear before I went back in there. They're like, look up. And you could look up and see the top of the ship because you're inside the hull. Mm -hmm. I think that's what it's called. Yeah. And I looked up and I'm like, oh, I can, I can see where I'm going when I'm going to hit a wall. Since I looked up, my dad did not look up. And he had these, <laughs> this group of teenagers behind him who were freaking out with him. So it was like my dad, who was probably 60 something at the time, and then a bunch of teenage girls freaking out. It was hilarious. I was laughing so hard. Um, then they had like a fear of spiders, a fear of clowns. You walk into this room, and all of a sudden you hear, and all these guys dressed in clowns. And then they had this girl in like a cage, and she's like, Help me, please, help me, help me. And you're like, this is crazy it's very well done it, i'll just say that it's very well done or like you'll be walking past somebody on a like a rocking chair with their hair down like samara style from that one movie can't remember what that movie was but anyway and then she would the just ring? scream yeah the ring like her hair down I and wa- she let people pass her and so you'd go to pass her and all she she just
1: God, you're like uh, oh
0: yeah, it's great. If you are up here in October, and if they do, do it this it. year, or if they do it next year, do, do, it. do it. Don't be like Martha. Don't be lame. I will absolutely recommend make you go on that. I did it. It just took me a long time to do it. I like to do things on my own well, time. I'm going to make you do it
1: again. Girl, I want to do like the, the haunted hayride, or like we went to this one place where like No, haunted chip. Had, nope. Haunted chip. It's not scary enough. Haunted
0: chip. I like to be scared. Oh, wait. I'll make you scared. Good luck. I would actually with my dad, because I don't know if I you couldn't tell I was pregnant. I wasn't pregnant enough. Um, so I don't think they had any way of knowing that I was, and that's why they were being gentle with me. I was I was realizing my dad was getting really freaked out. So I would go and I would see somebody hiding around a corner. I'm like, don't get me. The guy behind me is gonna be hilarious. <laughs> and I would move forward, and he would come up behind me, and the guy would jump you out. Did your dad? Dirty and my dad I was like, "Oh my god! I don't know if I. He listens to this podcast. I don't know if I ever told him I was doing that. <laughs> You're outed. I'm absolutely You've outed yourself. You, by the way, don't let me walk in front of you in the haunted. No, ship. do it. Oh yeah, get okay. me. Try. I was constantly like, "You get this guy. It's hilarious." So that is the William A. Irvin. That is the Maritime Museum. Those are the two things that we are not actually doing on this episode, but that we do highly recommend. Those are, they're they're just gonna be separate podcast episodes. They're not gonna be like a day in Canal Park because you can do those, but we're gonna do them in a separate episode. We're just including them here with some history because they are part of Canal Park. And now we're gonna go get lunch because Martha's stomach is making really hilarious noises. And we're gonna go get some sushi (laughs) at Cloud Nine. This podcast episode is sponsored by Cascade Vacation Rentals. They know that life has a tendency to be overwhelming at times, and busy schedules often leave people feeling overwhelmed and disconnected. That's why they're here to offer you the space and opportunity to reconnect to what's important. Cascade Vacation Rentals has one of the largest selections of privately owned vacation rental homes and cabins on Minnesota's North Shore of Lake Superior, from Duluth to the Canadian border. Their team is there to help you and your family or small group enjoy a vacation you'll remember for years to come. Visit them online at www.cascadevacationrentals.com and don't forget to use promo code PODCAST for the largest percent-off discount available at any given time. Again, that's www.CascadeVacationRentals.com. And now I also want to insert a little update on the haunted ship. Oh, there's an update
1: already?
0: There is. Well, I think there is. So I went to look. (laughs) I think. So now, you know, we recorded that original. the first part, the part you just heard, we recorded last week. It's now a week later, and I'm editing it, and we're getting it ready to go out. And I decided to look on the Duluth Haunted Ship website to see if that was going to happen. And what it says currently is that there will be no haunted ship in 2020. It will be back in 2021. That makes sense. I feel like most... Things that
1: were would be going on this year are gonna wait until next year to like fully come back
0: it's twenty twenty one right now, oh God,, <laughs> oh.
1: <laughs> can you tell I only got an hour and forty five minutes of sleep,
0: so <laughs> it will happen according to the website according. now there i I couldn't get the details exactly like when that was updated, like did they just update that to say they'll be back in twenty twenty one Was it an update made last year that was hopeful for this year? I don't know. But Could according be. to the website, you and I will be going on the haunted ship again this year. Are because we going to record ourselves oh. going through it? Of course we are. Oh, God. And it's going to be even better <laughs> than Matthew Baxley and myself and Sarah Stover going through the haunted house here in Grand Marais because There's it'll be you screaming, which will be amazing. So that has been your update. Thank you for listening to part one. Stay tuned. Part two will be here next week. See you then. This has been Jay and Martha, and you've been listening to Exploring the North
1: Shore. <laughs> I was totally just
0: going to go, bye! <laughs> Exploring the North Shore is sponsored by The Big Lake. The Big Lake is an approachable art gallery and gift shop located in the beautiful harbor town of Marais, Minnesota, as well as online at thebiglakelife.com. The Big Lake provides a beautifully curated and fun shopping experience to complement your North Shore adventures with artists and products that reflect the culture, values, allure, and lifestyle of the North Shore. Shop online at www.TheBigLakeLife.com and use promo code EXPLORE for 15% off your first online order.